MSW Media. Hi, I'm Francis Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela, and welcome to The Final Word! The Final Word with Frangela! The Final Word. 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 Thank you for joining us here on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network and at MSW Media. Thank you so much for being here. Please subscribe, download, and review this podcast and all the other ones that you listen to. Do it. Please, please, please. It's the number one thing you can do to help cement this community of activism and progressive politics, so do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, talking about what you can do, thank you for anyone and everyone who is supporting this podcast through Patreon. You are the wing beneath our wings. And the wings and the dressing <laughs> and the deodorant. We cannot thank you enough for all of those things. And if you aren't currently a Patreon subscriber or supporter, and you can be for just $5 a month, let me tell you something. You get to feel good and support a Black woman-owned business. Hello. So check it out. And when you become a Patreon supporter, you know what you get? Three micro idiots a week. Let me tell you, micro should not ever imply less than. It is more than. Yes, yes, yes. It's a micro macro idiots. (laughs) So, yeah, make sure you're doing that. And hey, if you want a specialized video from Frangela, you can go to cameo.com, put in Frangela. And guess what? We can do that for you. You can give it as a gift or give it to yourself as a gift. Maybe you just need like a pep talk. We're very good at those. If you just need a little pep in your step, Mm -hmm. just go to Cameo and we will give you that video. Yes, we will. And always, always catch us every Friday for the third hour of the Stephanie Miller show for the Black Power Hour. What happens? That is where Stephanie Miller or Jody Hamilton Mm -hmm. becomes... (laughs) Let's the black woman that they are out. Ah. And we all enjoy the fabulousness of that. Oh, and and if you happen to be on the island of Kauai this Saturday night, you can join us because we are going to raise the roof. And thank you to Don and other Steph heads who are actually going to be there, who are going to be in Kauai. That is how you do it, people. That's how that we is do how it. you do it. Oh, we're going to get laid and some lays. Okay, and, I don't. Okay, you're married. I don't know what this is. It, things just changed. The course, the course just changed. Course just changed. I don't know what's going on. Across like national water lines or something. Mm-hmm. That I I'm not sure that that's how that. Is that international I'm sure, boundaries? I'm not sure that's how that. I'm that's not sure that's how. I don't. I don't. I've never. I, don't, well, you know what, I mean, I'm, I'm not an attorney or a or a marriage counselor, so I don't know. But. I'll ask the man I'm in bed with. <laughs> What he? I think you call him your husband. Oh, his name is Tom. <laughs> if you were searching for his title, uh, and that we have the upcoming shows also for the Sexy Liberal Save Democracy Tour in Chicago, September twenty fourth, and Los Angeles, October twenty second. If you don't already have tickets and you haven't figured out your way there, I don't know why you're hurting yourself. I know. I, don't. I know. I know. Because that's just going to be an extra good time that. You would be missing, and I don't want you to miss. We don't want you to miss good things. Seriously, seriously, for reals, 
for reals, post-COVID, I have been like, I got to get to every event I can possibly get to. Get to the joy, people. That's what I'm saying. Get to the activities. And in that vein, we want to say a very happy birthday to our dear, dear friend, Rain. Rain is a wonderful supporter. Go to He's got a pottery store on Etsy. We go, like, he's a wonderful beautiful. artist and beautiful person. And happy birthday, Rain, because this podcast comes will be coming out on the day of his birthday. So happy, happy birthday. birthday. Oh, the day, it's really the day before, but it's his birthday. Happy birthday. Let's get started. The FBI found 48 empty folders that contain classified information at Mar-a-Lago. 48. Not two. Not a half. You know, I'm going to go back to our old, like we always talk about. Couple is two. Couple's two. A few is three, maybe four. Maybe four. Several is above four. Yeah. We're now at plethora. Cornucopia. Yeah. Yeah, a cash. Stock. Treasure troll. Thank you. I'm going to tell you something. This is serious. Beyond 15 empty folders, that is like Angela. Angela, Mm. let me tell you something. Yeah, Francis. Let's talk about the Johnson file. You know my husband loves to talk about the Johnson file. The Johnson file, not the Johnson file. The Johnson file. If you're an improv, you know, because we are so far from actual office work, in every scene that takes place in an office, I don't know why, but every improviser since the Compass players has referenced the Johnson file. The Johnson file. If you showed up in the Johnson file wasn't in where it's supposed to be. Oh, oh, oh. You remember Lois Cass? Lois oh. had the keys to everything. Keys you to everything. Could, you, couldn't, you couldn't put toilet paper had to be where toilet paper went. That's right. Right? Clean it didn't matter what you were asking for. It was in Lois Cass's control. It was in her control. You want to you wanna advance on your, your money? You got to go to Lois. You, right. uh, you want to get into a closet and get some toilet paper? You got to go to Lois. You got to go to Lois. You, you, you want to know if we out of straws? You gotta go. It was the most ridiculous. Like, she was like, like she, was, she was the KonMari of the organization. Like, she knew where she everything was. She was the controller, right? Absolutely. And, and this was, this was a theater. This was not state secret. And I must say, not a particularly run well one either, <laughs> right. if I may. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. Not like a well-oiled machine of a theater. Okay. <laughs> About what you'd expect from a bunch of people who call their job improvising. It was like, <laughs> right? They improvise the theater. That's what happened. They improvise the theater. But here's the thing. I'm just going back to my lowly experience as a human, okay? Which is resplendent in examples. I love that word. Okay? Because we would never, we couldn't couldn't get fucking toilet paper Mm -mm. without some woman jingle jangling keys down the hall to the place where the toilet paper was locked up. The booze was locked up. See, this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about running a business, okay? Not even a government. Oh, I don't know. Nuclear storage. It's, (laughs) I mean, think about about where the pan's at where you work at. Thank you. Thank you. When you try to get like a third bick, what happens? 
Then what happened in first two? What happened in first two? She. In all, the Justice Department search inventory list said the FBI seized 18 documents marked as top secret, 54 marked as secret, 31 marked as confidential, and 11,179 government documents without classification markings. 11,179. But what about her email? Oh, oh, oh. Thank you. Just like Mama, just like Stephanie Miller, I will die mad. I will die mad. And I need, you know, um, what's his name? Um, you know, not Kevin McCarthy, the Senate asshole. Oh, oh, oh. not McGillicuddy. The one who's... <laughs> <laughs> What do you say about the fake <laughs> Kentucky. You know his name. McGillicuddy. You know McGillicuddy. It's late in the day. It's turtle. Okay, it's, it's late in the day. The McGillicuddy. turtle. It's a turtle. Oh, uh, uh, Mitch, Mitch McConnell. McConnell. He, when asked about, this was like, well, you know, you've been covering it. Uh, I'm watching the story as all of you are. That was his big statement. I was, and he said, it's dominated the news. Yeah, it has, bitch. Until I hear this, uh, these are actual classified documents. Exactly. Okay? A nuclear documents, information about our allies and others that have been taken illegally stolen. Yes. And stored in pool sheds and basements of a golf resort. No, you won't hear about this every day because I had to hear about her emails every day. And not even that. Let's get to the real deal what we really think that is that he has profited off of the sales of this material he is profited profiteroled and profiled he has profiled he has he has made a let me tell you something i've been teaching i've been teaching improv all day uh for the last like (laughs) four hours and my brain don't work but Brian, it, don't it, it does it does stuff to your brain. The point is that that is what I'm telling you. I, I I just okay. The Justice Department did not say whether all the contents of the folders had been recovered because they don't know. Because empty folders. See, this is how dumb you are, Francis. Hmm. If you were taking documents that weren't yours, right? You've already taken them. You've already broken the law. Right, right, right. Would you keep the the folder that it was? <laughs> see, this is an idiot of the week situation for me because I oh. Don't keep, it's like if I stole right. a, a laptop from a store right. and I sold the laptop, I wouldn't keep the box for the stolen laptop in my crib. Well, what if it's a good box, Angela? Because it, 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 it got scan codes and stuff. I wouldn't. Well, what if it's a I good dirty box? I know a box you might use for Christmas later when you're shipping things. Now, come on now, you a criminal. You don't send people shit. Like, like, so you take out top secret documents. All that does is help them inventory what you took. Right. I mean, what I love is in the out of the 48, they were so greedy and dirty and nasty and grimy that they didn't even give a fuck about leaving evidence. They didn't think it was evidence. They thought they were going to be in charge again. They thought they could They thought that they could do whatever they wanted. By they, I mean Donald Trump and everybody associated with him. Right. Um, But we need we need to pay attention to this because forty eight empty folders. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When I I have found, as you know, I'm constantly doing refiling my filing system, and often I find two three files marked dogs. Mm -hmm. Often. (laughs) Okay. 
and I have to condense. But you know what I do? Mm-hmm. I put new stickers on those folders so I can reuse them because I'm not wasteful. That right, right, right. Or get rid of them if they were worn out. But what I wouldn't do is keep them. Right. They're just just empty. And I'm not stealing nothing. And it's inane information about my pets that nobody cares about but me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's I I this cannot be underestimated. And I'm glad that they're staying on it and we need to stay on it because this is a major, major act of treason and crime as far as and and the reality here is that they can't even do a damage assessment correctly because this Trump judge who who thinks that she can tell people to investigate and not investigate and all that. Yeah, well, speaking of which, the federal judge granted Trump's request for a special master to review the documents seized by the FBI from Mar-a-Lago, temporarily halting the Justice Department's review of the documents in its criminal investigation. Why? Here's my problem, my issue. Why is she in a place to tell the DOJ, the department, Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. in the fucking name, okay? Mm -hmm. Department of justice who come in and said they, they got a legal warrant they seized what they they've got a tank team mm-hmm. okay they're doing all of that stuff but this is just to throw another fucking like issue in the barrel for for trump she's a Judge, uh, her name is Eileen Cannon, U.S. District Judge Eileen Cannon. She's a Trump appointee. She'd only been practicing law for 12 years, which is the minimum to be qualified to be made a judge. Um, Little's known about her. She's 41. But now what we know about her is she can't be trusted and she don't know what she's doing. No. So there's a significant, significant questions. And they will be challenging this, I'm assuming, because you can't tell you can't tell another branch of the government to not investigate something. So I but the reality is you see, I hope, you know, I hate that the education had to come this way. But people, every level of government is important. Yes. Speaking of which, the names of hundreds of U.S. law enforcement officers, elected officials, and military members have appeared on a leaked membership rolls of a far-right extremist group that's accused of playing a key role in January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol, according to a report released this week. Just to be clear, the Anti-Defamation League on a center on extremism poured over more than 38,000 names on leaked Oath Keepers membership lists and identified more than 370 people it believes currently work in law enforcement agencies. So to, to just break it down real quick, mm-hmm. for your phrases, mm-hmm. 373 serve in law enforcement. So that bunch of cops on the streets. And police chiefs. And chiefs, yes. And sergeants and high-ranking officers. Yes. Uh, 117 serve in the U.S. military now, actively. And 81 either hold public office or are currently running for it. Okay, here's my problem. When you join something like, say, when you swear an oath- A paramilitary, racist, white nationalist, treasonous organization, domestic terrorist. Like a group called the Oath Keepers, right? Right, right. Your oath is to something like that. And then- you then put on a uniform over that that then gives you power. See, I'm going to tell you, that's not okay. To me, this is just, I I felt when I when I, this story came out and starting to read it, I felt Black people around the nation go, I told you, been telling you people. Well, yes. Because... 
the I the, the the clan has infiltrated all these groups, and you can call they call they like to act like they're different. They're not different. Yeah. Um. But but they have. But this is the thing. I, I there's so many ways that these organizations get treated as differently. There is no Antifa, but you hear about it all the time. Like it has membership roles, and it does not. And these groups do. To me, Francis. If you have a membership role in dues, you're an organization. That's right. That means you're organized and you have a credo. Thank you. You have so, a point of view. Thank you. So the literally, the membership information was compiled into a database published by the Transparency Collective Distributed Denial of Secrets, whatever that group is. The Associated Press said they were briefly, uh, when the Associated Press went and started contacting these people, many of them, this may shock you, said that they were briefly members years ago, but they're no longer affiliated with the group. Some said they never even paid dues. They weren't dues paying members. Oh, no, I just put the tip in. I just I put just the tip put in. The, I just put the tip I was for fighting. What's, what's the, the racist pool? There's like a 15-year safe rule on racist domestic terrorist groups. Yes. I mean, I never voted in the elections. <laughs> um, Sean Mobley, who's a sheriff in Otero County, Colorado, said their views are far too extreme for me. They weren't the day you saw you signed up. Right. But subsequent times. <laughs> well, you know, now that you're being asked about it, now that we all have seen what everybody was about on January 6th. Oh, now you don't. Oh, I mean, now everybody's a coffee boy. Understand that the Oath Keepers was founded in 2009 by uh -huh. Stuart Rhodes. It's a what this I object to this use of this term loosely in this article. Loosely organized conspiracy theory field group that recruits current and former military police and first responders. It asks its members to vow to defend the Constitution against all enemies, sound and domestic. Promotes the belief that the federal government is out to strip citizens of their civil liberties and paints its followers as defenders against tyranny, which would mean defenders against the U.S. government. The government. Here's my problem. That was too extreme for you, police chief. Not when you signed up, but now. And, and you know what? When you talk about the Taliban, when you, talk you. About, when you talk about creating cells, when you talk about when you, when you use an organization to to recruit police, firemen, ex-military. Current military. Current military, right? What, what the fuck are, who, who the fuck are you? And, and you're saying that the government is, is tyranny upon you. And you have to fight it. In fact, let me throw out some names for you. South Dakota State Rep Phil Jensen, who won his June Republican primary in his bid for election, he told the AP he paid for a one-year membership in 2014, but never received any Oath Keepers literature, attended any meetings, or renewed his membership. Mm. That sounds like a membership problem to me. Not that he was against the organization, but he didn't get his orientation packet. Right. Or his free sticker. So he just... You know, he was pissed. He was pissed. And, and you know what it sounds like is, baby, baby, yes, I was at the strip club. But right. I didn't have anybody flip their titties on my head. No, I, I mean, I got people. a dance. I got a private dance. But it really wasn't that private, private. first of that all. Was there was another man in the room. In the room. And there was barely touching. I mean, I wasn't allowed to touch her at all. <laughs> he, um, he said that he felt compelled to join because he, quote, believed in the oath that we took to support the U.S. Constitution and defend it against enemies, foreign, domestic. I believe that's an oath you take as a representative. You didn't need, well, you need to double down on it. Right. 
<laughs> with another organization. Um, he wouldn't say whether he now disavows the Oath Keepers, saying he doesn't have enough information about the group today. So understand, like, okay, these people in the group. Right. <laughs> okay, they in it. But the Oath Keepers, being as that racists are stupid inherently, and that's just absolutely true, that, that they do things like keep membership lists and then try to be like, oh, damn, wait, what? We're not really a group. So they, in fact, are... This is, there's so many great like lies in here. Uh, the Anti-Defamation League said it found the names of at least 10 people who now work as police chiefs and 11 sheriffs. All of the police chiefs and sheriffs who responded to the AP said they no longer have any ties to the group. I can only assume as in the, at least the time of the phone call. Right. This one, Mike Collins head, who's the sheriff of Idaho's Elmore County said, I don't even know what they're posting. I never get any updates. I'm not paying dues or membership fees or anything. Jesus. Yeah. Let my black ass. Oh, please, please. Again and again and again. And I'm sorry to, no, I'm not sorry to say. No, you're not. But every time I feel, it makes me feel crazy. Yeah. To call out the racism, the inherent racism that is within, and this is my problem, that is within the police system. And so then when you call it out, when I call it out, I sound like a crazy black woman. When I call out Rihanna Taylor being shot in her bed, I sound extremist and alarmist. What are you suggesting? You know? But what kills me is that you're very, this is the thing, what we get told constantly is that by being a black woman, you are incapable of having an impartial or objective point of view. But somehow we're supposed to believe that um, Sheriff Mike Collins said that when uh, when he said he was campaigning for sheriff several years ago, when voters asked him if he was familiar with the Oak Keepers, he said he wanted to learn about the group and recalls paying for access to content on their website, but that was the extent of his involvement. Mm-hmm. When 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 he does that, we're supposed to somehow believe that somehow he is somebody you can trust, right? To be objective, and it's not because of his identity. He, when, I didn't pay to be a black woman. No, I mean I pay for it, but I didn't pay to right. be a black woman. I didn't go search out this status. These people did that, and then act like it has no bearing on what they do. Right, and 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 here's the thing: it it has no it it has no consequence for them. Right. And until we start making it have consequences it for matter. them, it will, it will never matter. You're going to like this one, too. This is police chief Eric Williams. He's the chief in Idaho, Texas. He also sent an email that he hasn't been a member or had any interaction with the Oath Keepers in over 10 years. Uh, I want to remind you that the, the Oath Keepers only been around <laughs> <laughs> since, two, since two, was it 2009? Yeah. Um. So, so over 10 years so what you what are you what, you were in it for three four years and you were like i don't know yeah You're on the list it goes on and on and, and and i just i just it's so upsetting and disgusting to me that there are there are rules against this like these people all need to be expelled yeah it, from yeah, the military expelled. and from office absolutely. period absolutely and and shouldn't be allowed to work Here's my thing. You you said it, Francis. I can't be a member of Al Qaeda and show up to work tomorrow as no, a sheriff. <laughs> like, that's not how it works. No, you can't. You can't sit there a 
and, and swear an oath up an oath over here and then come over here and work for and pull down a check from the American government. Thank you. Well, well, on your oath, and it's the same. Let me tell you, I'm gonna speak out of school. It's the same people like when we are going back to theater talk. I know exactly who you're thinking of because I'm thinking of them too. The same people who go over to one theater space ooh, and they ooh, love ooh, and feel ooh, good ooh, about ooh, and work ooh, for free and, and talk about shit, talk shit about the theater that you come and paying them. That is paying them. Thank you. Thank you. Then it's like, bitch, then why are you taking the check? Oh. And I'm going to say it this way. Craig, you know who you are. Yes, you do know. <laughs> I'm just saying. We look. You got to own your shiznit. That's all we're saying. And these people have already sworn an oath to get rid of the government that they are so-called, that they're drawing a check and pension off of. Yep. And so as far they need to go. Yep. I don't want my money to go for that. We'll be right back after these messages. Hello, I'm Jeff Stein. And I'm Jean Meserve. Together, we host the Spy Talk podcast. Every week, we delve into the worlds of intelligence, foreign policy, military operations, and the intersection of all three in national security issues. Spycraft, cybersecurity, violent extremism, whether at home or abroad, technology's impact on intelligence gathering. We cover it all and much more. We interview former spooks, military officers, government officials, journalists, and national security researchers, leveraging our backgrounds in military intelligence and homeland security, along with our decades of experience as journalists and news organizations like Newsweek, The Washington Post, and CNN. So join us every Thursday for a new episode of Spy Talk, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Surveillance video shows a Republican County official in Georgia exporting consultants working with Trump lawyer Sidney Powell into the county's election offices on the same day the voting system was breached. Put these people in jail, Lord. I've had to hear, we have all had to hear about these suitcases of votes that nobody can show, right? No. But we have actual video of Kathy Latham, a former GOP chairwoman of Coffee County, who is under criminal investigation for posing as a fake elector in 2020, escorting a group of pro-Trump data forensics experts into the elections office shortly before noon on January 7th, 2021. Two of the men seen in the video with Latham, Scott Hall and Paul Maggio, have previously said that at the behest of Powell, they gained access to and copied software and data for the Dominion voting systems machine used by Coffee County. Surveillance footage also shows that 11 days later, Doug Logan and Jeffrey Lindbergh visited the elections office seeking evidence that Trump's 2020 defeat was fraudulent. This may shock you, they didn't find it. They're under investigation for separate alleged breaches of voting machines in Michigan. Yes. So we're dealing with that. And then this is good news, y'all. A judge removed the New Mexico County Commissioner from office from his role in the January 6th attack. And that's the first person that they've been able to prove that with. Okay. But they really tried it. The Cooey Goof, uh, if that's how you say his name, is yeah. that how I say it? Cooey Griffin, Griffin is the first public official in more than a century to be disqualified from office for violating the 14th Amendment. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 we were at a we were at a stand-up comedy show this week. We did a show this week. It's the comedian told one of the comedians have told a joke, and some of the audience went. <laughs> <laughs> and I just you I don't want to be supportive you know but like it was it was that's what that was ha, ha. yeah we, we got stupid Putin vowing to press on in Ukraine calls the West stupid says sanctions not working say okay. your sanctions not working here's my thing Francis and I know of the critique here this is I Putin's a terrorist they've illegally and and uh in dramatically wrong and every level fashion invaded a foreign country and um sovereign country and they're off he's a, a piece of shit dictator i just you know what happened to people having verbiage or you know what i'm saying like a mm-hmm. lyrical quality even speech writers right. i mean when you've got the putin going oh you're stupid <laughs> Like it's a 12 year old writing his notes. Like, I'm like, you can't like what happened to, I mean, I'm not, I know that every moment can't be a, you know, you know, Ralph Waldo Emerson, or especially when you evil, you don't have as many people to draw from who are eloquent because evil is stupid, mm-hmm. but like, it's just like, they're stupid. You're stupid for your sanctions. You're stupid. That's, that's basically what he keeps saying. Yeah. 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 Well, you know what? We're going to see what happens. All right. I'm going to tell you something. Ukraine. I, I Seriously, y'all, if the shit goes down, that's who you want. Yeah. That is our final word. And now it's time for emails. Emails. Time to get your emails. Thank you so much for writing us at frangelazerate at gmail.com. Uh, this first email is the subject line is eating all humans. Greetings, Frangela. You two continue to help me hang on to my sanity, and I'm proud to support you through Patreon. I've always been ready to stand by Angela as second in command in the war against the spider cabal. Thus, you are now second in command. Uh, P.S. Um, wait, no, I, I skipped it a little. The fun fact in the Sunday comic section made me want to report for my duty immediately. This fun fact. P.S. I also listened to Conan O'Brien's Needs a Friend podcast, where he interviews celebrities, and the spin-off podcast Conan O'Brien Needs a Fan podcast, where he talks to listeners. I can totally see you two creating a similar podcast and call it Fangela in your spare time. Keep up the good work. I hope you know you mean so much to so many. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. This is titled, I swear, Francis. Hey, ladies, Francis, oh, my God, every time you share a story from your childhood on the podcast, that's why you got to really be listening to the micro idiots. That's why I would break down the childhood shit. I think you should really call up Kenya Barris because obviously it's just that simple. And the three of you create a sitcom about little Francis growing up in Chicago. I don't believe she grew up in Chicago. I've heard too many of these stories now. I think she grew up in Tuckaloosa something. (laughs) And they put up some signs that said Chicago to freak her out. <laughs> he says, you have me rolling anytime one of these stories come up, comes up and Angela's reactions to them. How old are you, David in Alabama? You know we love you. We love you, David. And now it's time for resistance. Wrap up. We want to encourage you, as always, to go to swingleft.org and contribute to their National Impact Fund to make sure that we hold our majorities and increase them. 
Yes. In both in, in Congress. Um, but also this week, you can, you got $5, $10, any dollars. Could you send them to Stacey Abrams? Please. StaceyAbrams.com. Go there now, supporter. We all know that this woman is a powerhouse and has been the savior of this. If it were not for the work she did, we would not have the senators we basically have yeah. <laughs> now and and getting her to be governor of georgia would be amazing and and let's just let's do everything we can to help her in this race right now in this really critical crunch time i'm francis callier i'm angela v shelton we are frangela thank you so much for listening to the final word <laughs>